Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, true believers of all ages, welcome back to the comic book broadcast, your home for all things inside the realm of nerdum. I am your host, Admin Nemesis, and tonight our villainous crew consists of Bullseye, Doctor Doom, and Sinestro. Brawlers, tonight we are talking board games. Everyone has grown up playing a board game at some point or another. They have been around for almost 5,000 years. We will discuss our favorite board games growing up, what games we have played as adults or are currently playing, and we will discuss board games we want to see in the future. So pick out your game pieces and get those die ready. It's time for episode 24. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. My fellow villains, welcome back. It's, uh, it's a little odd for us to be here in Candyland, but we really couldn't beat the free snacks. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Fantastic. I don't Ready. like Candyland. It's too pretty. It's Ready free. to sing some battleships. It's free candy, you know. I want to go live up in Candy Mountain, man. You would just fall makes, down. Makes me feel like I got water on the knee. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. You need an operation. Mm-mm. Rolling into a brawlers in case you missed it. Here are this week's headlines. In movie news, another major role in the new DCU has been cast. Sean Gunn will portray Maxwell Lord. Maxwell Lord will be referenced in the background of James Gunn's Superman Legacy. The first big screen entry into the new DCU. It's currently unclear if Gunn will make a physical cameo in the film, but nevertheless, he will be appearing in the future as Maxwell Lord in the new DCU. Speaking of the DCU, Kurt Russell is talking about it and says he would want to play Jor-El if the role was offered to him. I think Kurt Russell would be a fantastic Jor-El. Hopefully he gets the role. Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon is coming to Netflix one day earlier than previously expected. Originally, it was supposed to hit Netflix on December 22nd, 2023. However, it will now be streaming at 7 p.m. on December 21st, 2023. That's 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Patrick Stewart has addressed the rumors of Charles Xavier being in Avengers Secret Wars. He said, and I quote, I cannot put it out, I cannot put it to rest because it is not a fact either or against. It's a possibility. Hugh Jackman and I looked upon Logan as being our farewell, given that I died in the film, although I've actually been told I've died several times. And in Deadpool 3 news, Ryan Reynolds has issued a statement on the leaks. There have been a ton of Deadpool 3 set leaks, pictures have come out, a lot of spoilers have come out, Reynolds has asked that people stop sharing them, stop taking the photos, and has even gone to the lengths of sharing his own photos, which have been absolutely hilarious. Guys, those photos are going to come out one way or the other. If you want to support him, don't look at him. In video game news, a video game starring Marvel's resident vampire hunter, Blade, is officially in development at Arcane Studios. This is huge news. This came from the Video Game Awards this year. Arcane and publisher Bethesda dropped the announcement teaser trailer for Marvel's Blade. In Marvel's Blade, Eric Brooks is the legendary daywalker, half-man, half-vampire, torn between the warm society of living in the rushing power of the undead 
the official synopsis for the game upcoming game reads marvel describes it as a mature single player third person game set in the heart of paris finally at the video game awards we have a few of the winners game of the year has gone to Baldur's gate 3 the ongoing game has gone to cyberpunk 2027 content creator of the year is iron mouse the biggest surprise in my opinion no awards for spider-man 2 uh, that about wraps it up for the news this week Keep your eyes glued to Comic Book Brawl for more updates. Okay, Brawlers, it is time for this week's Brawl of the Week. This week, we have a matchup between two villains who love to play games. In one corner, we have the Mutant Arcade. And in the other corner, we have the Riddler. Brawlers, for this fight, both combatants have built a facility that the other is dropped into with the intent to tor torment and kill the other. Each has equal resources. How does this one play out? This is a tough one for me because, well, I obviously know who Arcade is. It's been a very long time since I have seen him in any kind of significant way. Whereas the Riddler I've seen go to war with the Joker recently kind of has me leaning towards the Riddler's side. What do you guys think? Hmm. It's hard because you're right. You're right. We see a lot more Riddler than we do Arcade. But actually, one of the very first comics I ever read was an Arcade comic. Um, obviously, with the X-Men, because that's who he deals with. And he did some really crazy things with, the, with like the games that he put them into, including like a gigantic pinball machine. You know, he was able to, uh, I don't think hypnotize, I guess brainwash colossus at one point he uh he did some pretty gnarly stuff to storm i i don't know i actually kind of i want to give it to arcade only because this dude dealing with mutants like st very strong mutants all the time with his games i think i think he probably has the better know-how than riddler does to uh i don't know to, to kill somebody i guess i don't know i guess i actually i don't even i'm not entirely sure arcade actually killed any of the x-men though but I don't know. He had he had traps that stopped you know their powers in their place. You know, so I don't know. I'm for me. I'm leaning arcade. Um, man. So initially, I was thinking this was a little bit more of a toss up than I currently am. Uh, I gotta admit, <clears throat> I have not personally read a ton of stuff with arcade. Uh, so I, I had to brush up a little bit. And after doing so, and I, I gotta say, even though, yeah, Riddler has had extremely impressive run-ins with Batman and and all the other Gotham Gotham rogues, I think I gotta give it to Arcade on the simple fact that he has dealt with a much more vast plethora of superpowered beings as well as being a lot more tech savvy because of that i feel like he would definitely definitely build something that would challenge the riddler a whole hell of a lot more than the riddles the riddler's riddles and puzzles which I feel like we all know that the vast majority of what the Riddler would build would be more psychological mind games, which I think would be, I think it'd be a lot harder to break 
um, arcade mentally than it would be to break Riddler physically. So because of that, I got to go with arcade. So Sinestro, I think we're going to come out on the same side as this. But where are you going? You know, originally, I was leaning more arcade for a lot of the reasons everyone was saying. He usually deals with a higher caliber of people that he's got to keep ensnared to try and, like, kill and take care of. Riddler usually is only trying to take care of either your average citizen or Batman, whereas Arcade's facing off against, like, the likes of the X-Men or, like, super-powered characters. Wolverine, Cyclops, Iceman, Jean Grey. Characters that honestly would make mincemeat of the Riddler if the Riddler was going at him the way he would normally do it. But then, as I was listening to you guys talk, it occurred to me, Arcade usually deals with more powered characters, but he's usually deal- using a lot more equipment, has a lot more gear, he's bringing a lot more to the table to handle those kind of characters. In this match, Riddler and Arcade are given the same amount of resources. So either Arcade is going to be working with a lot less than he normally does, or the Riddler is going to be working with a lot more than he usually does. The Riddler, as grand as his schemes get, he's usually not... His resources usually aren't that extensive. Definitely not to the level Arcade usually... Arcade builds entire cities, for Christ's sake. He's built places called Murder World. Like, he gets a lot of resources behind him. I think, given how smart Riddler actually is, ego aside, given the same resources, I think would close the gap between what I would normally give for Arcade. If they both just brought what they normally had to the table, I'd go with Arcade, because, I mean, Riddler would be bringing a handgun to a missile launcher fight. But if they're both given the same missile launchers, I think Riddler would be able to use his tools a little bit more intelligently than arcade would they're both brilliant characters but i think riddler is used to working with less you give someone who makes it work a lot with less i mean hell he didn't have a whole lot of my respect beforehand but reading the war of jokes and riddles what nemesis was referring to before with uh riddler facing off against the joker like that went on for a while that wasn't like a one day thing either like, they did a lot of manipulation going on. And I think it was... It wasn't Batman Year One. But it was early in his career, they had the Riddler as, like, the main bad guy still. And the Riddler was pulling off some crazy stuff with a... Uh, I'll bet a very new Batman, but still. Yeah, you know what? I gotta go with... I originally thought I'd go with Arcade, but... I think I talked myself into the Riddler. Yeah, I... I think I'd give it to the Riddler on this one. Okay, see, I was right. We, we're going to fall on the same vote here. Different reasons. Very different reasons. But I'm also going with the Riddler. You know, the more I think about it, like I said, I don't know a lot about Arcade. But when, the, when Arcade has the X-Men in these traps, he's usually overseeing these traps, isn't he? I would think so. Uh, not typically. Not typically? No, he's kind of, he's kind of, he's never really in the same room. Not, I mean, not in the same room, but he is running this trap he's in. He's got them in. 
I thought he always liked to go take a bathroom break while they were dealing with. <laughs> yeah, no, he was always just like talking and stuff. He never really was like operating anything. Yeah, but didn't he set the stuff up though? Like he didn't hire like a freaking contractor or someone to build it for him. To be honest, I don't really know. I mean, like, when I I just I guess maybe it's more of the video games which they would have him in there more because he's the bad guy of the level. But I I always saw of him more as kind of running his game where the Riddler is out leaving the clues and I think that would give the Riddler more of an advantage here because they're both dropped into each other's traps at the same time. So Arcade's got to figure out a way to get out of the Riddler's traps the same way the Riddler has to do to Arcade where I I think the Riddler getting out of the trap would have far more experience because of the war of jokes and riddles. He's gone toe-to-toe with the Joker, manipulating him and Batman, and I think that is... that That's very understated with the Riddler, how brilliant he really can be. I think he has a far better trap... or um, a far better chance of getting out of Arcade's trap alive than Arcade has getting out of his trap alive. And because of that, I I think the Riddler would 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 win this. So I, I do have a question uh, for Sinestro. If if he were to be bumped up in gear than he's used to, with extra tech and all that, do you think there's a chance he could get overwhelmed by it? I, I don't think he smart, get but... <laughs> It depends on what you mean by overwhelmed. Would he get a little bit too big for his britches and think? Would his ego run crazy? Probably, but for the Riddler, is that always a bad thing or just sometimes a bad thing? If you're facing someone smarter than you, your ego running crazy will probably work against you. If you're on equal footing or smarter, having your ego run away isn't the best idea, but it also wouldn't be as hampering, in my opinion. I think the Riddler getting more toys to play with I honestly, I don't think that would really change much for him. I think he would be, he's already pretty egotistical to begin with. I think he only really gets hampered when his intelligence is truly challenged. As as smart as Arcade is, I don't think he would challenge the Riddler the way Batman typically does. Mm -mm. I think having more resources would just make the Riddler have more fun and not necessarily more... You know, detri- it, I don't think it would be as detrimental to him, in my opinion. And that's where you're wrong. <laughs> Let's start the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, Brawlers, listen, there you have it. We have a split decision here. We've got two votes for Arcade. We have two votes for the Riddler. Brawlers, you know what to do. Head on over to Comic Book Brawl. Find that Brawl of the Week post. Let us know. Did we get it right? wrong who was right who was wrong and let us know why the riddler wins this hold on how'd you just sneak that in there though let us know how let us know why the riddler wins come on now that's that's why you pay me the big bucks i'm a wordsmith i don't pay you at all actually (laughs) (laughs) hold on you you guys wait you guys don't pay him I thought this was charity work. All right, Brawlers. It's game night. We are discussing all things board games tonight, from what games we started playing as kids to what games we are playing or have played as adults, and what board games we'd like to see in the future. Guys, 
like I said in the opening, I think just about everyone has played a board game before. <laughs> Did you guys know that backgammon originated in ancient Mesopotamia about 5,000 years ago? 5,000 years ago. Yeah, that's common knowledge, bro. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows that. No, and in Europe, you, you, you didn't know that. <laughs> Did you just look that up? No, and, and in Europe, the <laughs> oldest record of board games date back to Homer's Iliad. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. That one, that one, I actually did know. Dude, Nemesis. Next, you're gonna tell me you can't speak, you can't read fluent Sanskrit. Dude, get your shit together. Oh no, no, no. We are going to Egypt because <laughs> Senate, which was found in the pre-dynastic and first dynasty burials back in Egypt, dating between. 3500 BC and 3100 BC. That's making it the oldest known board game in history. Uh, guys, very clearly board games have a long standing history throughout our history. But let's start with our own history and some of the board games we grew up playing. Sinestro, where did you start with board games? Uh, not to be too boring with all this but i grew up with a lot of the most basic ones like i grew up with like checkers chess connect four battleship operation scrabble trivial pursuit clue monopoly although if i'm gonna go into it my favorite board game growing up as a kid was probably risk a game that took a long time to play but i always had the most fun playing it and i won't name names but whenever I played with my specific group of friends at home, one of my friends never really tried to win, but they always, for some reason, tried to take Iceland. And right in the beginning, they would take they would take Iceland, abandon all their other countries, just leaving like one army on each, and every turn just put more armies on Iceland. So eventually, you got like three or four other players trying to take over countries. So it's like one person's got Australia, South America, North America. And there's this just one player sitting on Iceland with like freaking 40 armies on it. <laughs> and nobody <laughs> wants to go near it. <laughs> like, yeah, we no, he, ne he never stood a chance. He was never going to win and he didn't care. He just wanted to build up Iceland for whatever reason we never found out. And would just know he was going to be a pain in the ass to somebody eventually. And I think that was his reasoning. And he loved every minute of it. And none of us could figure out why, but we all accepted it for what it was. <laughs> it was what yeah, it was. Right. I don't know. <laughs> you're right, Sinestro. After hearing that, I am pretty bored. But I'm... <laughs> yeah, I'm... <laughs> so, yeah, I got to go. Like, Even though Clue is up there for me, too. But Risk is probably my favorite board game as a kid growing up. And honestly, I love the variations for board games. I was a big fan of Risk 2210. Whereas, if you probably put two together on this one, futuristic version of Risk. And my favorite part of it was there was a couple of water territories you could take. And you could occupy the moon, which I thought was really cool. Let me guess, that's uh, uh, Warhammer? Uh, no, it, was, it had nothing to do with Warhammer. For the record, this is t Risk 2210, so it's a little less than 200 years in the future. Warhammer 40k is the 41st millennium, slightly uh, further in the future. That's math, man. I'm get out of here. Well, we're in the 
we were cut we cleared two millennium so far we're in the third so figure another 38 millen 38,000 years for Warhammer 40k oh just around the corner yeah um justice league the future justice league whatever the justice legion yeah they're from the 853rd century so yeah we're, we're talking that level of like future yeah we're coming right up on that yeah right right around the corner <laughs> <laughs> um let's see i was actually really basic as well um the one thing i will say though about board games that i really like especially back in the day was i liked that there was always like everybody always had house rules when it comes to certain games like i i didn't know until i was an adult that we've been playing uh monopoly wrong the entire time oh, yeah. like and I, like majority of people play it wrong i definitely well, play it wrong. I, I would love to hear how we've all been playing it wrong oh we definitely uh, have I actually, I actually don't really know uh, the exact things of it, but the way the way I'm playing it, the way I played it was definitely wrong. But then my friend also said that most people don't read it, and something to do with the um, setting down the hotels and the houses and stuff. You're actually not supposed to just set those down. You're like, I don't know. There's a whole interest rate thing and all this stuff. I don't really want to go into it because I'm not smart enough to understand it. <laughs> uh, he's he's right. It it if you actually read the full instructions, it gets a lot more detailed on the financing of how you have to build up your properties than what most people go through. A lot of people dumb it down quite a bit. There's like a lot. There's like, it's good. They give you a book, but actually I was talking to some people at work about this. Cause I told them what we were going to be talking about tonight. And I actually wanted to ask you guys about monopoly. Um, did you guys ever have a rule to where at the very beginning you were not allowed to buy property until you made one pass around the board? Yep. No. Nah. No. Nah. Never played those rules. I sort of remember that, actually. Yes. Yeah, see, so I actually have a bad memory with that because I actually don't <laughs> like Monopoly that much because anytime we played by those house rules of where we had to make it around, I always landed on chance. I always win to jail and i fell so far behind because even though i went to jail i still had to when i got out of jail make a whole rotation around the board and i remember one time i fell in jail twice before i mm. made it around the board and like i said as an adult when my friend was telling my friend that he's like why are you playing like that that's not how you're supposed to play as jim carrey said in liar liar stop breaking the law asshole <laughs> But the, the game that I really did like playing the most growing up was probably the game of life. Yes. Aww. I always I uh, always I liked see. having having a car full of like 70 kids. All right. I know that's a little much. It's a definite much, but I always had oh. I always landed guy was where fucking. you get found chicken one. I always I always had to pull out pull out like a second car, you know what I mean, to follow my other car around the board. And then we'd run out of little pieces of uh Oh, little children. Kids. Yeah, the children. You ran out of children. <laughs> yeah, we ran out of children, so we had to start using like gummy bears and like Mike and Ike's and stuff. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, but like, and the funny thing is, it's not like a continuous game. You know, you go down the path and you finish it. No, somehow we always That's just life. have so many kids. Yes, but uh, yeah, life, life was life was fun, and then also just because, um. You know, growing up, I had uh, I had there's like five kids of us all together growing up, um, and we all liked being dicks to each other. We really liked sorry. 
We it always broke out in a fight. We, Sorry, it was the awesome. game, the game literally teaches you to be a dick. Like it's, you know, you can. I wouldn't get my kids to play it nowadays, but like back in the day, we used to play it all the time, and we we would be such assholes. It always always broke out in fist fights. It was a good time. I get that feeling with trouble. Trouble sounds familiar too. Is that the trouble the one with the the bubble in the middle that you have to like pop to roll the dice or something like that? What game was that? That was, that was trouble. trouble. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. That's crazy. And everybody knows trouble is awesome. Cool. It's fun getting into trouble. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Also, gotta be, gotta be fairly basic on this. I uh, grew up with a lot of siblings. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I have three brothers and eight sisters. Holy so, crap. A game of life in real life. Wow. <laughs> Tell me so, you had a second car with gummy bears. Wow. I, I hope they had a second well, car. We, we didn't all live together. Um, seven of the sisters are stepsisters and two of the brothers are stepbrothers. Uh, my stepfather was uh, quite the whore. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's a story for another episode. Um, but yeah, lots, lots and lots of game nights, lots of lots of board games that I ventured in, into. But yeah, also kept it fairly basic. Lots of Monopoly, Operation, Battleship, Jumanji, uh, Sorry. Exactly. I actually just played that again recently, uh, but I'll get into that later. Um, yeah, Sorry, Trouble, Mousetrap, Scrabble. Clue, life, um, yeah, a, a lot of the the old school favorites, um, a lot of checkers, um, but man, I, while I wasn't always the biggest fan of Monopoly, one of my all time favorite things was collecting all the different versions of Monopoly. Like, I've got regular Monopoly, Monopoly Super Banking, Monopoly Luxury Edition, Monopoly Super Vault, Monopoly Naruto, Monopoly Dragon Ball Z, Monopoly Fallout. Haven't opened even half of them from their packaging ever, so I I couldn't even go into how they differ from the normal Monopoly. But I I just always loved all the different variants. But when it comes probably favorite board game of all time. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I got to be a super nerd with this, but it's always and probably will forever be chess. I was literally and man this still might be on brand for me being doom, but I have always loved the idea of just thinking so far ahead of your opponent just sitting there seeing the whole board in front of you no tricks no gimmicks just seeing all your possible moves that you could possibly have and just thinking 10 steps ahead on how you're about to dominate when i was in middle school damn i'm 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 an app i am a huge nerd i joined the chess club and I actually won us our first tournament. Nerd. Yes. Yeah. Get him out of here. 
<laughs> huge nerd. I remember it like it was yesterday. We had our first major tournament against another school. Everybody else had either won or lost their matches, and it was literally down to me versus another guy who was, I think, their second or third best player. We're just casually taking it play by play, and the chess teacher had taught me this amazing move. I, I It's been so long, I can't remember exactly what the move was, but just how to trap the queen and the king to where they literally are just completely lost on what they can even do like you're you're pretty much at a stalemate and i remember implementing that strategy to absolute perfection everybody was standing around us and boom after probably a good i don't know it was a probably it was like a solid we didn't we didn't play with time clocks or anything but it was it was probably a solid 15 to 20 minute long game boom out of nowhere checkmate and I won us our first championship. Yeah, I can see why it's your favorite game. I mean, you win championships, uh, win games, you know, tends to tends to become the favorite. <clears throat> yeah, even one of the guys in the chess club ended up getting mad at me and hating me. And, and it was one of, it was my like first physical altercation <laughs> ever. He was he was so mad at me for being good that he got up and pushed me. And uh, he didn't do that again. Couple of chess nerds throwing down. All right, I'll like get out of here, my guy. Slap I'm not even flying. Like this isn't even my jam. I'm just good at it, man. You don't want these problems. Okay, so for me, again, played all the basic ones. You had Candyland. You had Operation Risk. Risk was fantastic. Sorry, Trouble. Chess Checkers. Clue. Um, but like I told you guys before we started, I had a lot of board games. And Sinestro's probably going to remember these more than you guys will, but Don't Break the Ice was a fantastic uh, game. I remember game. that. Mm-hmm. Don't Wake Daddy. Also, also a great uh-huh. game. Another I live that now. I live that now, though. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm on the other side of that board game. Uh, we had Crocodile Dentist. Oh, remember man. Shark Attack. Dude. Thin that ice. one I don't remember. Then ice was a uh, uh, shark attack. Um, you had, you were a bunch of little fish, and the shark in the middle would come shooting at you at some point. And Sounds then, vaguely familiar. Then thin ice was the one with uh, the tissue paper stretched out, and you would have to keep adding little blocks. And whoever broke through, you lost. I remember that I man. right now called Protect the Penguin. <laughs> the game four and up though for my kids. <laughs> Dude, you just literally unlocked like probably another half a dozen games that I didn't mention. There's even more games that I didn't have looking through this um, that I was like, oh my god, I remember that game, I remember that game. Um, Hungry Hungry Hippos. Oh yeah, Hungry Hungry Hippos. I was literally just about to say that. That was another one that those reminded me of. And I'm sorry, the best game ever at any middle school party, a twister. Hey. Oh, that is a board, huh? Yeah, it's a, uh, that's a giant uh, board, and you're the pieces. I guess that counts. That does count. Uh, yep. Yeah, right. It, it, it sounds like Nemesis is going to need a second car. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my favorite—I have two games that growing up. One was one of my favorite board games that I never actually played the game. Uh, I couldn't tell you why I never played the game, but it was X Men Under Siege. It gave you a bunch of li- uh, 
I don't know, it was probably 16 to 20 X-Men game pieces. I just played with the game pieces because I wanted all those different X-Men. And you didn't have some of those action figures as kids. You didn't. And then, so doing some research on this, I found out why I actually played this game with my grandfather. It's the first game I can remember growing up. And there was a book series that came out in 1910, around the time he was born. I'm assuming the series was read to him as a kid. He then, the series was then turned into board games and other stuff. And we played this board game in the early 80s. Well, early to late 80s. Um, And it has the most unfortunate name, but it was based on the book series Uncle Wiggly Longhair. And it was about this kindly old rabbit and his adventures. And the game was called Uncle Wiggly. And it was nothing (laughs) special. Yeah, yeah, it, it's got the most unfortunate name. Um, it sorry. sounds ter- It sounds terrible. It does. I'm glad I've looked into it more. And it was a book, child's book from 1910 about an old rabbit. So, it, it it's not bad when you when you look into it. But God, it has the worst name. It, it's a very straightforward game. Play to the end, and uh, that was it. And you know, other than being able to play it with my grandfather, I have no reason to love it because it was a very straightforward game. It wasn't super fun like some of these other games. Didn't get your heart racing. You weren't really competing much, but, uh, you know, I-, I loved that growing up. It's the first one I can remember playing, and uh, it was great to be able to spend that kind of time with my grandfather. Uncle Wiggly would be my favorite game growing up. Loved that game. You have a good reason for it, though, man, and that's that's really sweet, you know? Yeah, it's a great reason. But, God, it's such an unfortunate name. Especially, I mean, now, back in 1910, that probably was nothing. Like, no one even thought twice about that name. And now we're like, oof. If, oof. if somebody <laughs> told me to go play Uncle Wiggly, I'd probably punch him in the face. I right? <laughs> I can't even imagine being told that and never hearing it before. Like, you want me to do what? I'd, be, I'd very respectfully say I'm not into that, but I'm not yeah. here to judge. Might as well call it Uncle Floppy. But guys, we talked about these games we played growing up. But what about now? Or not specifically right now, but in the last few years, maybe the past 10 years, games you've played. Have you played any different ones? Or is it still the same games you've been playing? All right. So I don't know if you guys want to keep this, but I'm going to cheat. How dare you? How do you cheat in this part? Well, I don't I don't necessarily <laughs> play board games anymore. Except for one that is technically a board game made interactive. And I am talking about Mario Party. Mm. Mario Party is played I, on a board. That is technically I'm calling, I'm calling that a cheat because it's technically played with a video game controller. <laughs> but you, know, you, you have to a roll board. a dice. You have to roll a dice, you have to run the board. It's a virtual board game. It is a virtual It is a virtual board game. It's a virtual it's a video game of a board game. <laughs> well, that's the only one I got that I played recently. <laughs> so I'm going with that, and I'm not gonna keep I'm not gonna take too much people's time because I did, like I said, I did tell you I was cheating. I will just say Cheetah. a lot of the minigames are really fun. A lot of the boards are really cool. Anybody that uses Luigi is an asshole because Luigi cheats. And that, that that's that's all I have. That's all I have. Also, uh, I w- I would like to um ask if it counts because these are primarily 
card games, but would Pokemon and like Yu-Gi-Oh card games count? Because no. you do play them on a board. That's a trading card game. That's not a board game. Mm. But you play the game. They're trading cards, but you play the game itself on a board. No. The answer is no, but Bullseye cheated anyway, so go ahead and talk about your experiences. Oh, no, no I didn't want to talk about my experiences, except for the fact that I did beat the top Yu-Gi-Oh! player in our middle school, and he hated it and tried to call me a cheater because I used, uh, what was it, Summoner of Dragons, Dragon Summoner, to uh, to call out three blue-eyes white dragons and a red-eyes black dragon, then turned it into a red-eyes black metal dragon, and then I just absolutely slaughtered him, something straight out of the anime. Um, did you just speak like six different languages, give or take? Okay. Is anyone else super? Is anyone else super turned on right now? <laughs> no, I, I sat there and I literally in my bedroom I calculated a. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We do not study. need to hear what you were doing in your bedroom during middle school, uh, do we? Want to hear about the games it. you were playing now? You're gonna oh, want we're not, it. We're not necessarily we're not G-rated. <laughs> we're not a G-rated group, but there is a limit here, people. Come on. Come no, on. You're gonna... Bedrooms and Uncle Willie. Come on, dude. <laughs> no, you're gonna want to hear this. But no, I really no. disagree with that. <laughs> In the recent years, yeah, I'm I'm with Bullseye. I have not played a ton. In the last maybe like two years, I have played a few new ones. Um Nothing super crazy. Um, I have played Settlers of Catan recently. Um, and also Ticket to Ride, which I thought was pretty fun. It's a bit of a game of chance because there's numerous rounds where you might have to just skip your turn because either there's not the color of train car that you're using in the lineup that you can choose from or you pick a different route and you just can't make it there because you don't have enough of the same color train cars but ticket to ride was pretty fun i also did jump back into playing jumanji again recently and boy is that an embarrassing game as an adult because every time you land on certain uh spots you got to get up and act stuff out and say certain things. And like, it, it's very, uh, very much a party game where you have to uh, really put yourself as the showcase. Besides that, yeah, I haven't played a lot of board games recently. <laughs> Sinestro, we're on to you, sir. What do you, you got to be playing some games now because you've got little ones, right? Well, unfortunately, they're a little bit too little still. My oh, okay. oldest is my oldest is five, so we're starting off with like the basic video games and really simple stuff that requires very little rules. They're not quite ready yet for Monopoly and Risk and trying to learn the intricacies of taking over Iceland for no reason. <laughs> but uh, if I had to, <laughs> now if yeah. I had to go through the. My preferred games of recent years. Uh, me and the wife actually just played Life the other day. And I didn't realize how quick that game really goes by when it's just two people playing. It literally took us 15 minutes to play the whole game. I can see that. Yeah. Start to finish. And that's with 
counting up your stuff at the end to see who actually won. Spoiler alert, we played three times in like 40 minutes. Wife won all three times. Yeah, that's going to happen. I really shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> She's killing you at life, dude. She's definitely killing it. <laughs> Clearly doing better than I don't know how. My wife is doing better at life than I am. <laughs> Anywho. No, one of my favorite board games of recent years uh, that I didn't play as a kid, probably because it didn't exist when I was a kid. My friends don't like playing with me much anymore. It's called Pass the Popcorn. It's a trivia game that basically circles around movie knowledge with regards to like actors and actresses' names, character names in a movie, movie names, stuff like that. And a lot of times the plot of the movies too, where you'd get like a clue and you'd have to guess the movie. And my friend stopped playing with me because apparently I won too much. Now, that's not me trying to flex like I'm some unbeatable movie knowledge guy. I know a fair amount. I just happen to know more than my friends who weren't necessarily as into movies as I was. So it's kind of an unfair advantage. I, I kind of like, want, want to stop you right there because your movie knowledge is literally like one of your biggest traits. I I can't see a world without you uh-huh. being no wrong. No, don't stop me there. <laughs> no, no. I, I think you need to stop it. He's going to stop right there. I can't picture a world without me. That's so sweet, dude. That is cute, man. Who's that doom is so sentimental? Right? I can't picture a world with beautiful... The tin no. man has a heart. No, no. Let me finish. <laughs> I was going to say I can't picture a world without you losing friends. And it ends right there and begins right here because love is blind. <laughs> I can't picture you old old school reference, in, by the way. In a world let me get from a movie. Old school. Old school. Yeah, okay, yeah. Literally. From the movie, old school. <laughs> it ends right there and begins right here. So I think my buddy is trying to say is love is blind. I can't picture you in a world where you lose friends wanting to play a game with you that's based on movies, based on how vast your movie knowledge is. Well, they never won, so they found it boring. Well, no shit. <laughs> I don't know. I would kind of make it like my life's quest to try and beat you at it, since it's the, since you're so good at it, you know? Bullseye, I love you so much, man. There is no bigger mismatch in history than a movie <laughs> trivia game where it's I'll you versus me. I'll play you. <laughs> I, ain't scared. I ain't scared, bro. No balls, bro. I'll play you. No, I'll, I'll play no, you. I'll I will not stop. a person in alive who knows you would accuse you of being scared. Definitely not me. I'm just saying, I I got a better chance of beating Mike Tyson in a punching match <laughs> than you'd have beaten me in a movie trivia game. I feel yeah. like I should be offended. I should be offended, and uh, I'm taking off a white glove right now, challenging you to a duel, kind sir. Oh, you should be waving that way. Bullseye, I'm sorry, but facts hurt sometimes. <laughs> No, no offense, just, but you are you are definitely the least movie wow. literate of all of us. Wow, wow, you guys are just fucking throwing punches tonight, huh? All right. I mean, yeah. I guys. just want to play a game. I want to play a game with my friends. All right, you guys are over here <laughs> punching like throwing haymakers. All right. Yeah, I don't know why you guys would be this rude to poor Bullseye just because his answer to "Have you seen this movie?" is always no. 
Why wouldn't he be able to compete in a movie contest? You know, a trivia contest. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's not fair. Half the movies you guys want me to watch are seem boring. Okay, Indiana Jones seems boring. You thought Watchmen was boring. Next topic. Who are who's next? He just, <laughs> he just said Indiana Jones is boring. Get him out of here. One of, those, one of the biggest classic movie franchises in history. It's freaking Indiana Jones. Who, oh my who, god. Alright, I'm uh, moving on. Who's right. next in line the to be the game, the game is called Pass the Popcorn, and I love it. Never heard Another, of it. And one other game, honestly, I tried to play it. I need to try it again. I couldn't understand the rules. Maybe I'm just too dumb. But it's called Villainous. And you basically take the role of a Disney villain that you do trying to accomplish your, oh, that you're yeah. trying to accomplish your goal and you're competing against other players who pick other Disney villains. It's listed on Games Radar's number one best overall board game for two people. Number eight on that list was Take It to Ride. Hey you said number eight. <laughs> Considering there's like a thousand board games, I'd call that pretty good. But um, the characters you get in Villainous, the characters you get to play with, including the expansion, just so you get an idea of how in-depth these villains actually get. Captain Hook, Jafar, Maleficent, Prince John from Robin Hood, Mm. Queen of Hearts, Ursula, Dr. Facilier, the Evil Queen, Hades, Radigan, Scar, Yzma, Cruella de Vil, Mother Gothel, Steamboat Willie's Pete, (laughs) <laughs> Gaston, the Horned King, Lady Tremaine, that's from Cinderella, people, Lotso, Syndrome, Madame Mim, that's from the Sword in the Stone for people not born in like the 60s, Oogie Boogie. Then that's just the Disney version of Villainous. There's also an MCU. Heroes. There's an MCU version. There's an MCU version of Villainous and a Star Wars version of Villainous. Haven't played either of those yet. Probably because I still don't understand the Disney version yet. But if I ever do, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> but you you just named a bunch of heroes. I, did, I don't get it. Yzma is a hero. I, we I both know Yzma is not a hero. Kimmy Kuzma was not a good king. Before all that happened, he was not a good king. She was overthrowing a bad king. All right. No, she was overthrowing a lazy king, and she was trying to do it by murder. That's fine. It's a different time, bro. Different time. I'm pretty sure since Cain and Abel, murder has always been a no-no. Uh, yeah. yeah, but there was a before that, so. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. That's <laughs> right. It was the time before murder. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there was. Before murder, murder wasn't bad. Murder was actually that bad. Know, then, had, right? then, then you got murder, and murder was bad. Mm-hmm. Do we actually know the timeline of Emperor's New Groove like to the letter? I mean, come on, it could be before Cain and Abel. We don't know. Yeah, we have no Somehow, idea. I doubt that they had. But they I've, had they had restaurants with menus. I gotta say, it's after Cain and Abel. They we don't know. Scanners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for games now, Sinestro, I can let you know. Villainous is fun. But it's very complicated. I know, right? It, it's it's very complicated. I do own it. We've played it a little bit. It's probably been like a yearish. Um, me, and the, me and the wife tried to play it once, and when she couldn't understand it, I knew I wasn't going to. 
because she's smarter than me. Well, see, I was oh. playing with my daughter, so I was my the one third. having to figure it out. So we were all in trouble. Uh, <laughs> but um, also upstairs, we haven't played them, but there's a couple of Funko Pop games with like mini Funko Pops. I think there's a Harry Potter one, and um, I don't know what the other oh, yeah. one is up there. I have Harry Potter Monopoly. So I, I want to check those out, but my daughter is nine now, and she's gotten starting to get back into board games, like really into board games. She want, wanted a bunch of them for her birthday. So um, we got her Scrabble, and uh, we got her headbands and stuff like that. Uh, I think Connect 4 was in there. Um, and at one point, I did. we do have a D&D set I want to break into her with, too. And I can't believe I'm the first one to mention D&D in a board game episode here. Probably being the only one who hasn't played it, actually, but... What's that, a board Never game? played it. How's it's not, not a exactly a board game. It's got a board, right? You throw, you put the board down, put pieces on it? Some do, some don't. Huh? Well, this one does, I don't know so. if I consider. I don't know if I consider that a true board game. Hmm. It's more... I, I toss it more into the tabletop role-playing games. Yeah, it's more. It's okay, more like an imagination. It's more imagination than it is board game. Well, H- hence why I also didn't name drop Warhammer 40k as a preferred game, even though you play it on a board with pieces. Well, Bullseye's talking about video games, so you know we'll throw D and D in there because D and D deserves <laughs> it. You know, um, you guys need to get with the times. All right, it's just a virtual board game. All right, that's allowed. Tell that to the ball rolling game. Where you gotta knock people off the ledge. I don't know. These sound like board games to me. Next. <laughs> All right, guys. Listen, we're, look, we're looking towards the future here. Are there <laughs> any specific types of board games you want to see? Uh, so we're, I'm gonna go with an uh, uh, Doom, <laughs> Doctor Doom based board game, and an Invincible based board game. Uh, gonna go ahead and uh, end it there. Because that's obvious. But no. Um, man, I'm not going to lie. Like, just the fact that I haven't played a ton of board games recently, kinda, I, I'm kind of at odds. I don't. I really don't know what I would like to see. Uh, I didn't add this to my recently played because I haven't taken it out of the package yet. But I did go to a, uh, a con, uh, anime con recently. And I picked up a Full Metal Alchemist board game. I have no idea how to play it. I have not taken it out of the package yet. I haven't read the rules, so I know nothing about it. But definitely does make me want to play literally any any kind of board game based around anything that I love. Like I said, give me a Doctor Doom board game. Give me an Invincible board game. Give me a Gurren Logon board game. Give me an Attack on Titan board game. Everybody dies. No. We can call it the board game of everything Doom loves. Yeah. I'm um, uh, not a very creative person. My preferred board games would just be variations of games that already exist. Surprisingly, we do not have a Futurama clue. I looked into it. There's a Futurama uh, Monopoly. Yeah, I don't want mon- Futurama. I'm not a big Monopoly guy. Uh, I've never been a fan. My f- two favorite games were Clue and Risk growing up. And yeah. there, was no Futurama, there was no Futurama version of Clue or Risk. And I want a Futurama Clue or Futurama Risk. Either one would be fun. I think it would do better as a Clue game. Because it's probably going to be Bender 
with his shiny metal ass in the lounge or something like that. But it's always gonna be Bender. It's, like said, it's, it's that's just the rules for it. But yeah, just <laughs> one of those two, one of those two games, and I'll be a happy camper. Well, I see. I'm so I'm so behind on board games, so I can't even tell you the stuff that I want is probably something that's already out there. So I th- I think instead I'll just talk about stuff I want to play. If the, and if it's out there, it's out there. You know. So like I would like to play. I've been I've, I've actually been getting in a little bit into like, um, the Warhammer universe a little bit. Thanks. Well, yeah. Give me Warhammer Risk, which I'm sure is out there, but I just want to be is. the Skaven. I just want to be the Skaven. There's a Warhammer 40k Risk. I don't know about Warhammer Fantasy or Age of Sigmar. Either way, Skaven, I love them. I love rap people. They sound awesome. I want to be them. And then there's another game. I don't know. Let's just call it Past the Popcorn Part 2. I want to play Past the Popcorn 2. There you go. That's the other one I want. Let the man play Past the Popcorn. Yeah, yeah, let's play it. I mean, if I'm he down. wants to get his ass kicked, I'm fine with it. <laughs> You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. What I you don't do think with the I internet. would. I don't think I'd be surprised. <laughs> uh, so for me, when I was out looking for board games for my daughter, I came across a card game, and it's called uh, Marvel Champions: The Card Game, and it's described as a living card game. So I guess it gets constant updates, constant campaign expansions. And I guess I guess there's a campaign to it. I haven't played it, but I think a board game like that would be awesome too. I mean, something that uh, just keeps giving you expansions to it, more things to do, uh, a world to grow. It'd be that'd be a fun board game to do, and the card game actually looks pretty fun. So I may end up diving into that at some point. You guys even heard of this? Nope. I hadn't heard. Nobody. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it at all until I saw it. It honestly sounds like it's kind of be like the card game itself would be kind of like uh, Magic the Gathering in a way to where they keep adding more booster packs and more deal like not DLC, but, you know, like more add ons and stuff. Yep. But you're right. If they can make it into like a board game style and just keep releasing like all new characters and stuff, even like the lesser known, I'd be down for that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I think that's it's kind of what this card game gets at. It looks like there's nine or ten hero expansions and there's a whole list of campaign expansions. But it might be something worth diving into. And the only other thing I could really think of, and it's already out there, and you've probably seen it, because Amazon's been pushing it big time, but it's the Infinity Game Table. And it's basically a touchscreen table that's all board games loaded onto it. Mm, I don't know, that's virtual, that's not a board game, you guys can't use that. Yeah, wow. (laughs) technically, Technically, it's on a table. No. So you're not playing with a controller. You got to play with your hands, but you are moving virtual control- pieces. That that's how <laughs> controllers work. Yeah, yeah. Right, but there is no controller. You described it as using your hands. But you have sorry battleship risk, monopoly operation. It looks like it's got every board game you can load into it virtually. You'll never lose pieces. You'll never break the boards. No one's flipping your goddamn table during Monopoly game night, you know. So challenge accepted. <laughs> I, I I did that a lot. I mean, exactly. you you could flip this table, but all your pieces will still be in the same place. So it's not the worst risk, thing in the world. R- risk free table flipping. I'm in. But that sounds like a really cool concept. I it, like that. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it, it's expensive. It's about thousand bucks on Amazon. It looks like, but it look if you're nope. if you're huge into board games. Could be could be something that's really worth it to you. Not for a thousand dollars, no, thank you. 
<laughs> you buy it, we'll play at your house. I'm not, I'm not buying it. We got plenty of board games just laying around here. Honestly, a plane ticket to your house would be cheaper than buying that. It's true. Two and two and back. Yeah. Round trip, baby. All right, so we're all going to Doom's Castle, right? No, 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 no. We just got the no. invite. That's no, right. no, no. I said we a plane he, ticket. We heard what he does is in his middle school bedroom. What do we want? To, like he's an adult now. I don't want to know what goes on in there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feed Why does our conversations <laughs> keep going to Doom's basement? Change of plans. Everybody to Doom's basement immediately. Oh, Reporting. Ladies, we're for duty. <laughs> I need I need everybody to report for duty at Doom's basement. Socks and shoes are staying on. Uh, no. I don't know. No why. I, thought, I thought you no. were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say your your socks and shoes are soaked. I'm like, why is that? <laughs> why are they soaked? What's going on <laughs> down there? Is it flooding in the basement? <laughs> they would be it would if I went in the basement. <laughs> they definitely would be if you kept them on. Probably a good idea to take them off. <laughs> in fact, please take you them. Those, off. You don't get those for free, sir. <laughs> I get everything for free. Oh, you know what, Brawlers? With that, we are out of time for tonight. <laughs> so thank you all again for joining us. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Brawlers, let us know your favorite board games growing up over the years over on the podcast post. And as always, you can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audible, and Comic Book Brawl on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Also, you can find Admin Bullseye at Magnus Strife Gaming on YouTube or at twitch.tv slash Magnus Strife. That one has two eyes in it. Don't forget to subscribe. <clears throat> Don't forget to subscribe to get all the latest updates. We are out of here. Good night.